Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Well, we got a really fun show for you today. I'm so excited because I get two beautiful ladies in the studio with me. Aren't we, though? You certainly are. You know, <laughs> I've got an affinity for a blonde with a red stripe. <laughs> and she keeps telling me it's natural. I'm not sure. You tell me what you think. And if you can't see it because you're listening to CHRI, you can always go onto the YouTube channel and check out the red stripe. Tell me whether you think it's natural. Today we're going to talk about, this was really fun actually, because Leah, who's our guest, Leah said to Yetta, I was thinking or pondering or interested in gathering more information about becoming a real estate agent. And Yetta said, okay, great, let's get together and discuss it. And then a couple minutes later, Yetta thought, let's get together and discuss it on air live. Won't that be fun? So here we are. I thought so. Yeah. And, and Leah, Leah what thinks did you so. Think? Well, <laughs> it's a little outside my comfort zone, but that's how you grow, right? So here I am. There you go. So well, it's a good test, actually, to see if you'll be good at real estate. Yeah. It's a good test whether you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and do the things that are required to help people buy or sell real estate. That was smart. Did you like that segue? I did. Yeah. So this is the inside track on real estate with the Decker team. And I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker. And this is Leah Dixon. And Leah Dixon is brilliant. She, because, because you are. Well, I've watched you. you over the years. <laughs> and thinking about a career in real estate is a big deal. And I know it's been kind of in your, on your mind a few times over the years. And there were some years ago that you actually did some real estate related work for us. I did, yes. I remember that. Yeah. That was so much fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Yes, online stuff. Yeah, yeah. Around giving good, solid reports around values. And it was before the internet age even. So we were mailing stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was quite the project. It was. Well, it was still internet. But internet was live and well. And we were mailing the reports. Let's, let's be honest, Yetta. Leah's not that old that she could have been working <laughs> for us pre-internet. <laughs> okay. Oh, there was a little bit of both going on there. There was. Yeah. I remember. Yes. yes, there was. Okay. So Leah has, because she's very studious and very smart. Smart. Not smart like me, like S M R T, but S M A R T. And she has created a list about well, the length of my arm. Yeah. That she'd like to have. So let's start. Let's jump right okay. in. Okay. Want to jump right in, Yana? Sure. And the only disclaimer I want to give you, though, give a disclaimer. I am going to give a disclaimer because I saw the length of the list and I read the questions and I went, I can answer them all. Ken can answer them all. We thought it'd be fun for you to hear both of us because we're going to bring some of the answers with a slightly different perspective. Right. A little Absolutely. bit more information than potentially if only one of us was answering the questions. I've learned a long time ago, my perspective is rarely your perspective. And I learned that a really long time ago too, that my perspective is rarely your perspective. Exactly. That's and so what together, makes it beautiful. Right. So together you get a pretty broad perspective. 
which is awesome. And we know that we have way more questions than we're probably going to have time to answer. So I did promise Leah that we will have a one-on-one. Maybe we'll just keep the camera rolling and we can just put more than one show up or... Well, let's see how we do. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Well, I guess where we could start is uh, maybe you could take me through the average day of a real estate agent. Just the, the things that you spend most time on, things my, that... My first answer was there is no average day. <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, in any business, whether it's real estate, selling widgets, a service business, cleaning houses... It doesn't matter. Even education, even the public education and the Catholic education and the private schools, they all have one initial need, and that's lead generation. You can't go to work selling. You can't, you can't provide your widget. You can build widgets, but you can't provide it to somebody until you find somebody that needs your widget or that they have a problem that your widget will solve. So, or your service is what you're saying in yes. this case. Because does a real estate agent have a widget? No, we are a widget. Because <laughs> the <laughs> so, only thing we have is our service. Yes. That's and our, our tools widget. And our right. expertise, our knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And so part of the day is finding people through, could be networking, could be your daily life, it could be advertising, it could be marketing. Some way you have to find people who have a need to buy or sell real estate. And so part of our day is finding that. And we're kind of like matchmakers. Like, you know, like we match could have maker, a dating. Matchmaker, make me a match? Yes, exactly. Uh -huh. We could have a dating service. But when you date a house, it's a long-term commitment. Okay? <laughs> so, so we're matching. And to be able to match, we need to find people who want to sell. And we need to find people that want to buy. And we're going to matchmake so that we find the right house for the right buyer and the right buyer for the right house. So part of your day is going to be finding those people. And it's not a nine to five job. We might be at a party, a social, just having a good time and somebody will come up and say, hey, I'm thinking of selling my house. Well, now you're a realtor. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so that's how you maybe find somebody. But that person needed to know that you were a realtor to start with. So I always tell my agents, don't be a secret agent. Okay? You have to be in the market a little bit so that people know that you sell real estate. So you probably see cars out there that are, you know, have, you've probably seen our cars with the Decker Team stripe on them. And you go, oh, and people wave to me, and I wave back. I don't have a clue who you are. <laughs> you know, are you supposed to admit that out loud? Yes. Yeah, I do it too. I, that's not because I don't try. I do look, and I try to, you know, safely while I'm driving, look who just waved at me or who honked at me. And sometimes I go, am I driving poorly, or do they just know me? <laughs> so, you know, um, ways of wearing a name badge is another way of not being a secret agent. And so the percentage of time, because I think that's a, this is probably the most important question, and it's the biggest filter almost of whether you're going to succeed in real estate or not. Because mm. if you are somebody that goes, I love houses, or I love people, because those are really the two things you better love, 
<laughs> if you're going to get into real estate, right? That, and you better love important. people more than you love houses. <laughs> right. The people are actually more important. You don't really even have to love houses. You have to love the people. And houses just is the tool, the thing, and you have to be knowledgeable about houses. And so if you love people and yet you're afraid to reach out to people, guess what? You'll be a secret agent. And then there'll be nobody to help. So you can have all the tools, you can have all the skills, you can go to class every day, you can learn. We have great training at the office. You can learn everything. And if nobody knows about you, it don't really matter what you know, right? And so 40% of your job as a realtor, once you're educated, your job until you're educated and knowledgeable is get educated. Once you're educated, 40% of your day, of your time, ought to be invested in finding clients that want to work with you. Okay. So if, it's, if you're thinking of regular 40-hour work week, which some realtors manage to do a great job in about 40 hours a week, that would be 16 hours a week of looking for and connecting with people to find out if they want to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate. And some people love like Facebook. Right. Part of that could be you're spending time on Facebook, right? Part of it is you're creating a website or you're adding the content for your website because probably you're not a website designer, so you hire a website designer. And really, it's like owning your own business. Even though you're quote-unquote employed by, according to the RICO rules, you're employed by the brokerage. According to CRA rules, we make sure that you're an independent contractor and you're building your own business. And anybody who started a new business knows that it's tough at the beginning and it gets easier as the years go by. How's that? Did we answer that question? Yes, you did. I would only shift it. I wouldn't really shift shift? it. I would add a little bit of clarity because clarity is power. Yes. Go for it. Okay. So if you're sitting at the computer designing your website or you're entering content, That is not connecting with people and developing relationship. So really the 40% is when you're actively developing relationship and asking the question, who do you know that's thinking of making a move, whether it's to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate that I could connect with today. That would be connecting or just developing relationship provided they know what you do for a living. Because if they don't know, a bit of a problem. So it's not the behind the scenes, it's the face-to-face. It could be face-to-phone, right? It's some way of connecting with another person to just talk about what they want to know about real estate. Like, what questions do you have? You may even be listening now going, well, I never really thought about a career in real estate, except I have a lot of friends that have said to me all my life, you'd make a great realtor. You're amazing with people. And that's how a lot of people come into real estate. How do they know that when they look at somebody and they say, you'd make a great realtor? Well, I think what they're saying is that they have a great personality and they're a people person and they're somebody that provides great service. That's what I'm going to make it mean. Okay. Because I think that's one of Leah's questions. That is. I was looking (laughs) for, you know, what sort of personality traits make a good realtor. And obviously being outgoing is one of them. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to get out there and mingle with people. So what other personality traits would be an asset for a real estate agent? A little bit of, I'll call it thick skin. (laughs) Sometimes you got to let things 
flow off your back like a duck, like water off a duck's back, because that's our role. Our role is to stay objective and to keep the calm in the midst of sometimes a stormy event, because there's a lot of emotion around selling or buying a home, whether they get it or whether they sell it, or sometimes there's um, family issues that are causing the need to sell. Sometimes it's financial issues. Sometimes it's downsizing. Sometimes it's selling the family home and moving into a retirement mm -hmm. residence when you really don't want to. But family's mm -hmm. saying maybe you should or you're recognizing that you can't maintain it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so we're involved in people's life changes because when they buy a house or sell a house, a lot of times there's a life change that happens. Many times they're exciting. It's a wedding. It's babies. It's it's whatever, right? It can be a lot of fun. And you have to be the unemotional part when other people can get emotional. So that's why you're in the middle. And so the trait of being able to keep your calm, keep your cool, not get too excited, and yet be stern enough that you can still negotiate on behalf of your client. Is that that? It it does. And things, you never know what's going to happen. So one of our clients, not that long ago, it was really hard for her to make the move. And I had met with them 15 years ago and occasionally thereafter, and they already knew it was kind of time to sell the home that they'd lived in for a long time. Took them 15 years to decide? Uh-huh. It's a good thing you've been in the business a long time. <laughs> Longevity is a good thing as a realtor. And Longevity is a good thing, period. It is. And unfortunately, her husband had passed away. So now there was a single woman living in the house. And she still really was not ready to make the move. And yet all the family knew it was time. Mm -hmm. So we actually chose to go together, which we seldom do, because they it just required the extra hand-holding. And we knew that. And we could go together and there was going to be several family members. It was a couple of kids. It was a grandchild as well as the lady herself. And mm -hmm. so we were sitting around the table and during the conversation, this was such a stressful moment for her, even though we were calm, cool and collected, that she actually had a stroke sitting mm -hmm. at the table. And the daughter noticed but didn't want to acknowledge it. So I ended up holding mom's hand directing them to call the ambulance. We got the ambulance. She was okay. We were able to sell the home and think she got settled. And yet I had to stay cool, mm -hmm. cool, calm and collected and wait for the ambulance and wait to make sure that she was okay and do those things. Whereas in the moment, even the kids were, it was a big deal for them because they knew mom really didn't want to move. Yeah. And they're also very, very attached, right? right. So it's easier to be objective and and say hey go call the ambulance right because they're all wondering did something just happen you know like she was still there but started to slur her words a little bit and mm -hmm. so just picking up on those signs and that's part of reading people right like if if we weren't paying attention to the person and only caring about what we needed or wanted we wouldn't have recognized that something was happening yeah. right so caring about people <laughs> that's a biggie, right? Yep. That's an amazing character trait that 
if you really don't, I've heard some realtors say, and there is over a 50% turnover rate in the real estate industry. So one of the reasons I think is people don't understand what it's going to take and that it really is a business where you have to generate business. Every business is. So it's no different in real estate. And yet a lot of people want to do the thing they're really good at and not think about what they have to do to find the client to work with. That's the first reason I think people get out of the industry. And then the second is I've heard people say, I don't like people. <laughs> well, I like doing the thing. I like doing the searches and I like doing the negotiating and I like doing the the technical side of the business. I like setting up my website. I like doing, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff. And although those things are important, they can all be outsourced. So you don't have to well, be what good. They're, at what they're describing is that they want to be the administrator, not the realtor. Right. That's what they're really saying. Right. And so if you don't love people... Please, if you're watching or you're listening and you're thinking, I don't enjoy spending that much time with people and they really, really drain me, this is not a, probably a great career. You're going <laughs> to be exhausted. It ain't going to be that much fun. And there probably won't be a lot of longevity in it because it really is all about caring for the heart of people and serving them well. Yeah, because people live in houses. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's not so much about the houses. It's about the people. I mean, the best thing about real estate is the relationship. And mm -hmm. the hardest thing about real estate is the relationships. Because it really is about serving people to a decision. And sometimes being prepared, actually often, being prepared to tell somebody something in terms of what the market, the truth of the market is, what's going on, that they don't want to hear. It's going to make them uncomfortable. And in fact, it can make me uncomfortable. And it really doesn't matter because if I withhold the information, the market will eventually communicate it anyway. So having a blend of care, compassion, and still tell the truth. So really candor. Can't care confrontation almost. I mean, not that you're having a confrontation, and yet sometimes people are having to confront for themselves something they don't want to know, something they don't want to deal with. Well, you come in to present the truth, yeah. right? You're, right? They're calling you in because you're the expert and you present a mm -hmm. truth that maybe they don't really want to hear. Right. So being willing to do that, huge deal. That's probably my biggest, am I allowed to say this? I am. I can say anything <laughs> It's I want. your show. It's my show. <laughs> uh, that's probably my biggest challenge with some of my associates is will bring property to market the second or third time that it comes to market because the first and second time they chose another realtor who wouldn't tell them the truth, who wouldn't get uncomfortable. Because it's uncomfortable. I don't want to tell you something you don't want to know. Like, I don't want to tell you something you don't want to know, something you don't want to come to grips with. And if it is the truth, so you got to know it. So if it means you hurt the messenger... For giving you the message, that's unfortunate. So being willing to risk that, because being willing to risk the relationship to really have one, good thing. Yeah. Hard thing and good thing. Yeah. yeah. Another question? Yes. So as the owners of a brokerage, you yeah. see a lot of real estate agents come and go. So what do you think mm -hmm. is the main reason people get involved in real estate in the first place? Mm. Well, the main reason is what I said. They... Usually it's because they've bought or sold a house and they either love the process and love the agent and thought, hey, I'd love to do this, 
or they bought a house, hated the process, didn't enjoy it, and said, I can do a way better job at this. <laughs> and so they decide they're going to get into real estate. That's one of the main times people end up getting into real estate. It is. I mean, even I started in real estate because mm -hmm. we had just moved into a house. We were settled. We had a pretty good experience with the realtor. And then friends of ours, because have you ever done this? You want people that you like to live where you live? Just like I want you to live close live to me. Close by, I right? spent a lot of time trying to get you to buy, live next door, right? Never mind down the street. Or So often we want to do that. So we were busy doing that back in the 80s. And Ken looked at the realtor one day and said, you aren't doing no work. Yet is doing all the work. Because I was so excited and enthused and just got caught up in helping them find a great spot. And the realtor then said to Ken, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to her about that. Not in a bad way. At first I thought, <gasps> would I do? But it was more take me out for lunch, tell me why I'd be great at real estate. And that's how I got into real estate. And so I think that's often the case. Ken didn't get in that way. No, I got dragged in. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> and yet his coattails. Because <laughs> yet I got in the business five years before I did, really. I, I helped administratively before that five year, like during that five year period where I wasn't licensed, but then it was a natural progression to get my license. And right. So that happens. And so I think the reason real estate, maybe this is more the question, partially the question too, is people want freedom, time freedom, and also to earn a fair bit, a decent income and mm -hmm. have control over their time. Though, like those two are probably the two biggest things people say to me. Time freedom <laughs> and money options or potential. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, well, what can you make in real estate? And Yetta would say the sky's not the limit. Obviously, there's a, there's a limit based on your availability of time. But it's an industry where you get paid for a result, not for a number of hours. So if you're working a regular job where you're using your time, you get paid an hourly wage and you can increase that hourly wage by bringing more value to mm -hmm. the company, getting promoted, educating yourself and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And even professionals like doctors, dentists, um, accountants, they all have a limit to their income potential because it's based on billable hours. You only have so many hours you can work in real estate. You get paid for your knowledge and your result. And if you don't provide a result for your client... You don't you, make anything. You get paid zero. <laughs> and in fact, you still spend thousands. <laughs> yeah. Right? It can still cost you thousands of dollars. And, as if, a and if in the end you don't sell the house for someone, you spend all the money on the marketing, the advertising, you pay all the upfront fees. Stop. And if it doesn't sell, you don't, you don't earn any income and it doesn't cost the seller anything and it costs you a lot of money and it costs you a lot of money but the beauty is you get paid for a result so whether it takes one day or six months to sell a property you get paid the same amount of money and as a matter of fact mm -hmm. you get more accolades if you sell it in one day although they think oh why did I pay all that money for only one day but they're excited because they didn't have to show their house for six months they got a good price and you were able to mm -hmm market it to get that buyer quickly that's what you got paid to do is to get the result yeah so that's why i love real estate and many people get into real estate because you've got that potential to earn 
So do you have an average amount that the average real estate agent would earn? I understand that it takes time to build up your business, right? You have to get that clientele and maybe, I don't know, you can tell me how how long it would take for you to plateau and get to the point where... Well, let me put it this way. The, the, the realtors who only sell none or one or two houses are just about, they're below the poverty line, okay? The top end of the realtors are in the top one to 10% of income earners in Canada, period, in all industries. And then in between, you've got a big range. So if you work diligently, full-time, and you are not a, systematically, and you're not a secret agent, and you treat it like a business, and you invest some money into marketing, you invest some money into some branding, you invest some money into lead generation, and you actually, actually spend the time that we talked about where you're going to spend time. Um, it might be calling. It might be door knocking. It might be Facebook um, interaction. It can be all kinds of ways that you connect with people. It might be network clubs. It might be social events. Mm -hmm. it, it may be a combination of all of the above. Yeah. There's not one way, and you don't have to do all of them. You have to find the ones that you like best. So that's part of the, the, the secret sauce. Yeah. So I know you want a number, so I'm going to give you a number. The range is for the average realtor that's doing all that between 100 and 200,000 a year. Now that's gross, which means they still have to pay their car expense, their cell phone, their um, advertising, maybe some admin costs and that kind of thing out of that. And their licensing fee, their insurance, and all those things have to come out of there. So it's not quite as much as that. No. And the nice thing is some of the expenses that you write off, if you had a job, you'd have one anyways. Like you, you have a cell phone, even if you have a job that doesn't need a cell phone, you have a cell phone. So now you're in business and real estate, that's a write-off instead of just a, you know, money out of the pocket. And you may need a bigger plan if you're a realtor because you probably spend a little more time on <laughs> a your more, phone. A little more air time or uh, data time. Yeah. Right? So there are things that will be higher. And I think you need to be really forthright here because yes. that's the realtor that succeeds. Yes. That's the realtor that actually knocks it out of the park and turns it into a career and does their work. The average realtor in the Ottawa market sells seven-ish homes a year, which would be gross income of probably thirty to forty thousand dollars a year. Maybe a little yeah, more, 50, not much. Fifty, sixty, yep. Less their expenses, so they might be making about twenty, twenty-five thousand a year. Mm -hmm. So that's average. So 50% of the realtors that get into the industry, unfortunately, don't renew their license at the two-year mark. That's a really down way to end the show. Well, no, actually, <laughs> the beauty is that Keller Williams Solid Rock Realty, our training is great, yeah. and we buck that trend. We do. It okay. isn't 50% of our realtors that get right. out of the business. She said average. That's yeah. in the industry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. So that's kind of scary. So it is a career that if you love people and you're willing to do the work, you can do fantastic at. And I know we... But like, then 50% of small businesses fail as well. And, true. And okay. one of the big things that causes right. small businesses to fail is undercapitalization. People borrow money to get into it or they mm -hmm. get into it on a shoestring 
And when they're in those lean years where they're trying to build it, they can't afford to keep it going. Just as they might start coming up that hill, they can't afford to keep it going. And I see realtors fail that way too because they come in undercapitalized. It takes a year, year and a half to get your licenses. Then it takes a, you know, might take several months before you sell something and then several months before you get paid on that because you don't get paid till after it closes. So now you're, you're like a year and a half, two years with no income. So that, if that sounds exciting to you, yeah. give us a call. And <laughs> there are lots more questions to answer. We have a sheet with Leah's questions on it and the answers. So you can call us and we'll help you out. Thanks for joining us. What you want to do? What man is on you?